Ladies and gentlemen, coming to you from the U.S. Coins and Jewelry Studios in Houston, Texas, the Duncan Brothers, Kenny and Matthew proudly present the most valuable audio you'll ever hear. It's time for the Coin Shop Podcast. Thank you guys for joining in to the Coin Shop Podcast, volume number three. Today, we have our buddy Phil Lonsway. We're going to talk about revenue streams. We're going to talk about Rolexes, and we're going to talk about a $30,000 mistake that we made recently that's going to blow your mind. So we appreciate you guys tuning in, and we're going to have a great show for you. Now, when we talk about revenue streams, it took us a long time to get, to get out of our comfort zone of just buying coins, right? Coins were kind of an all-day thing. You buy a coin deal, you see the same coins over and over again. We had to kind of figure out how to venture out a little bit, okay, and how to start growing our business. So we reached out to some firms, right? We reached yeah. out to how many how many marketing firms do you think we 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 interviewed? Five, yeah, at least at least right, at least five. Um, we met Phil through a mutual friend, a friend, mm -hmm. and you know immediately felt very comfortable with him, um, felt very, um, his, him and his wife have a unique combination. Um, it, they're, they're, they, they're very close. They both have great attributes. Um, Phil is great in the television space, um, and is great, um, has a long history of TV buys and has a long history with some of the biggest television stations at, and had some, I believe, some high positions at some of these television stations. Um, but also was just an absolute great guy, a good guy to be around, a guy that I felt like I could trust, a guy that I felt like had our company's best interest in mind at all time. And I believe without those two, um, those two people in our life, I don't think we'd be sitting in this chair. So I thought it was important that we'd bring him in today and just give a brief background on where you came from, how you started, a little bit about yourself, and then a little bit about um, an our intro into how somebody might get in advertising. So I want to introduce to you guys Phil Lonsway. Kenny, thanks so much for having me. Uh, I guess I can start when I met you about, I think, what, eight to 10 years ago, and you give, gave me a call, and Desiree and I came in and talked to you. And by the way, uh, I'm very blessed to have Desiree as my wife. She's a marketing guru. She was recruited by McCann Erickson in New York, and she worked in London and New York and ran the McCann Erickson office in Houston and went out and off, opened her own agency. And, um, and then I spent 25 years in the television business in uh, sales and sales management and GSM, GM. I was also in the radio business. So I've had a lot of media experience. So we kind of complement each other because I handle the media and she does all the marketing. Uh, she's a marketing guru and an artist and a designer. And she likes to create what she calls interactive uh, marketing tools. She doesn't cause, call them websites. So when uh, we had the opportunity to work with Kenny. I was very, very excited. And one of the other things that I have done, I don't know if Kenny knew that much at that time, but I also had about 20 years experience, not only with sales uh, people and in, in, in management, um, but I'm also a licensed and certified life coach, which is what I really, really like doing. And I had the opportunity to, to uh, sit down and, and, and work with Kenny and he just asked me some questions about how do you think we're doing and is there anything you, you could uh, suggest we might do a little better and the first thing I noticed was most of the guys weren't smiling when I walked in <laughs> <laughs> I mean I brought my smiling sheet you know it, it says it takes 17 muscles to smile and 47 to frown and you're going to be a lot more attractive if, if you smile <laughs> And a smiling thought person is thought to be more pleasant, attractive, sociable, sincere, competent than a non-smiling smiling person. So uh, it really disarms a person. And if you come into a business, 
you know, we, we have two emotions that drive us, love and fear. And usually when someone are gonna, someone's going to buy something, they usually defer to the, the fear mode. So they come in, if they don't feel invited or if they feel like they're going to get into a, a, a situation where they're going to have to, uh, it's not going to be fun, uh, then they may not come back. So the guys adapted real quick to the smiling technique, as simple as it, as it is. And then the other thing that, that I teach and that most people are aware of, but they're not aware of, is that we have 60,000 thoughts a day. Most of them are negative. Most of them are the same thoughts we had the day before. And most of them don't really improve or let us grow. Because if we're thinking the same thoughts we had the day before, we're not going forward. So how do you change that thought pattern? And one of the, the easiest ways and the fastest way I found to really change the way you think is through the power of gratitude. And I have all of my students, and I, had, I did this with Kenny, is to write down each day four good things that happened to you and why they were good. And what happens, it starts to change your mindset. And the miracle of gratitude is it shifts your perception to such a degree, it changes the world you see. Because our thoughts are actual things. Quantum physics has proven that. So what we think, we become. What we feel, we attract into our life. And what we imagine, we create. And I talked to Kenny about, what's his vision? What do you want to do? What can you imagine? And Einstein said that imagination is more important than knowledge. Imagination is the preview of coming attractions. So what we imagine, we can attract into our life. That's what we create. Everything you see in life, every car, go to your home. Everything in that home was imagined first. And that's how creation takes place. I remember some of those early conversations. And, you know, I remember you asking me to write down, how do you see your company in five years? I want you to write, um, write a, you know, however many pages, I don't know how many pages it was, yeah. but give me your vision of what yeah. U.S. coins and jewelry is going to look like in five years. And I remember really sitting down and really, you know, and this was before we had the website and this is before we got into some of the revenue streams that we yeah. do very well in. Um, this is before we added numerous employees. And, but, but this is, these are some of the things that, that did help me was, um, and it's funny you say that about the guys that the smiling thing, because it is something that's very simple. And we, we touched on that on the last episode yeah. that it, 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 it make it disarms people. It yeah. makes people feel comfortable when you walk in right. the door and you see someone and they're like, hey, how are you? Nice to meet you. My name is so-and-so. Please have a seat. We'll be right with you. Yeah. Simple as that, you know? And it just makes people feel like, okay, these these guys are at least have enough snap to know. You know, because you go into some coin shops sometimes and and a lot of guys are gruff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and they're and they're they have a gruff attitude and, and they're and they're not necessarily nice because I mean I've been to plenty of coin shops, you know. I go to coin shops um all the time and you know, try to, you know, buy product and stuff. And it's it sometimes it's it's not people that I would like to do business with. And it's just mm -hmm. because of, of simple things like that. So um so tell us a little bit about the marketing side. So tell us, I mean, let's let's go into our first uh, our first television venture. So yeah, it's funny you just mentioned that because that's what I was going to bring up. One of the things that you stressed and, and, and Desiree and I, when we talked to you, is we want to invite people into the store. And you wanted, both you and Matt wanted to make sure it didn't come across as a hard sell. Yeah. And, we, and what we did, you ended the spot incredibly well. It was like unconscious competence is what is I, what I call it. But it was just you basically with, with true sincerity and it really came across on the screen, you know, just come into our store. We, you know, we'd love to see your coins. You know, you don't have to purchase anything, but if you want to just come in and see us, I think it was something to that effect. Yeah. And it worked extremely well. And you guys always emphasize to us, we want to make sure and stress the importance of giving all of our clients a, a fair deal. And when Desiree and I decided to do this, and by the way, 
uh, I'd worked at the TV station and her, the agent she had was, was closing up and they sold the station I was uh, working at. And so, and we had just, we decided we were going to move to the golf course and retire. And like Desiree likes to say, our clients didn't, didn't get the message. <laughs> so <laughs> we could do, we decided to do this, but we had, you know, one, a, a couple things that we wanted to make sure we wanted to make sure that we worked with clients that we felt had integrity. And when we went out and met with people, we were interviewing them as much as they were interviewing us. And, and, um, not only myself, but Desiree really wanted to stress the importance of really sending a positive message to the clients and, and to work with people that were about taking care of their clients and not as much about the money. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and that's the way we treat it. You know, I believe, and I've all, and I've taught this, if you really, really like what you do, and you're sincere about what you do, the money's going to come and it'll just keep getting better. That's yeah. I mean, I can attest to that. Yeah. If you just keep your head down and keep working hard and take care of everybody that comes your way, you know, the success is going to follow. Yeah. And you know, you talked about your, your vision statement and I can't stress how important that is. Every one of the, the, my, my bigger clients, and I had some real success with an ex-professional football player who, when we first sat down, I was concerned, you know, football players can have a pretty big ego that he wouldn't follow my instructions, but he followed them to the T and did his vision statement. And the way we started the vision statement was, I'm so happy and grateful now that, you know, and then you talk in your in the first person yeah. about what you are going to, what your life's going to be like in three years, you know, and uh, in all areas of your life, your relationships, your, and here's real important time and money freedom, because if you don't have the time to spend your money, what good is it? Yeah. That's real important. And uh, what your, your health and well being is going to be, you know, if you work your hind end off and, and you're not healthy again, the money's not worth anything. So that's and really, really stressed the importance of uh, doing it in the first person because as it's already an accomplished fact, because it's already happened. Then you put that mindset into your head that it's already done. And then the important thing is to feel what's it going to feel like when you're when you've arrived at that vision. Yeah. And then also be aware of what I call the three D's. And the first D is dissuasion. You don't need to go out and tell everybody about what you're going to do yeah. because you're going to have some of your well-meaning friends or relatives going to try to talk you out of it. And not that, you know, that they're trying to be harmful. It's that's just what we do. And the, the other one is distraction. When we're trying to accomplish something sometime, our ego kind of distracts us to go somewhere else. And the reason being our ego, which is earth guide only, does not want us to move. It wants to stay where we're, you know, we're at. I think you had the book, Our Ego is Not Our Amigo. Our Ego is Not Our Amigo. Yeah, I read it. Yeah. 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 I think Kenny's son gave him that. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, the important thing is to really take a look at how we're thinking and be aware of just how powerful our thoughts are. Our thoughts are actual things. So, if you're thinking about what you don't want all the time, that's what you're going to attract into your life. So it's real, real important to think about what you'd like to create, what you want your business to be like, what you want your personal life to be like, instead of where most people go is to what they don't want. Mm -hmm. And that's what they attract. We're hardwired for that negativity. You know, I'll give you a private, Matt, you're a golfer. Yep. You ask most golfers, well, how was your round today? Where they're going to tell you, well, I, if I didn't hit that ball in the water and if yep. I didn't two putts, when, you know, all great golfers are taught, you talk about what, and there's golf is a great metaphor for the game of life. Well, what happened good in my life? What's going good? Yeah. And when you put your focus and attention on the good things, you attract more good things into your life. So our thoughts are very, very, very powerful. Believe it or not, that was a tough uh, pill for me to swallow early in the, in the beginning because, mm -hmm. 
you know, he, I would, I would call him with an, you know, with an issue or something that would pop up and he would say, yeah, well, let's just take the positive. You know, let's just think, you know, yeah. thinking, but, but, but Phil, there's still problems, right? Yeah. I and mean, problems have to be solved. Right. Yeah. And in mm-hmm. a, in a, in a, you know, in a great world that, you know, you can just walk around and be positive and like, you know, things are going to fall <laughs> yeah. out of the sky and, you know, your money problems are going to go away, but I mean, but you still have to do the work. Yeah. Right. And that's where we translate, um, your, you know, your, just everything that you are. And we blended that, that in kind of with our guys and that yeah. mindset and tried. So when a customer would come in, it would be, Oh man, I have to take care of this customer. It's like, Oh, I get to take care yeah. of this customer. It's a positive thank, yeah, atmosphere. Thank You're, gosh. Yeah. Thank goodness that this customer is here because now we have an opportunity to, to establish a relationship with a new customer. Yeah. Um, you know, at 459, if someone walks through the door, it's like, it's not like, oh, great. Here comes this guy, Mr. Yeah. Late Arrival. It's like, hey, good. We get one more shot. You know, yeah. you never know what that shot's going to yeah. be, right? And it's that, it's the mindset of I get to rather than I have to, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, quantum physicists say that you know everything is energy. People pick up that energy. They feel it. If you've no got, doubt. you know, I, and I train salespeople yeah. and if they don't believe in the product, that customer is going to pick up on that right away. And they might as well not even go on and try to make the sale. I agree. How many times did we reopen the store with officers there? But how many times did we reopen just to take care of that customer? Just walked in yeah. at 459, yeah. know, five, five Oh three while we were closing up or putting everything away. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, mean that was... we we don't so just customers we don't urge you to do that. Please yeah. try to make it in before four o'clock. <laughs> yeah. Um it's it's not great to come in at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean we did do that before. We did cater. We went out of our way to cater to those things. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I would say today that we're a little bit more kind of appointment. Yeah. We take the walk-ins, but we really prefer you know no late late customers because now we've got you know, some new security rules and we have some new insurance rules and stuff sure. that we follow. Sure. Um, but so let's go back to some marketing stuff. So like, I remember, um, I remember it was funny that our first, um, all right. So this is going to sound cheesy, but you know, stroking a check for advertising to me was really tough. Uh, well, God, I could, you think I didn't feel that energy? Yeah. There's I mean, times I go, oh, I don't want to go down and say, Kenny. Yeah, <laughs> and man. I go to Desiree, you go. She goes, no, you go. <laughs> I mean, it was a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. It's like, okay. And like, you know, I, I reached out to some other people and, you know, and exactly like you just said, you know, like dissuasion. It's like, oh, this advertising doesn't work. You're going to throw your money away. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so what we did was like, okay, we're going to interview some advertising companies. And we met a few and we took some advice from a few and, and, and then, you know, we circled back with you and I said, okay, we're going to do your bookend daytime TV. We're going to, you know, and we, we, we did our schedule and it was, I think it was 6,000 a month or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was like painful, right? Because for me, I'm like, here I am writing a check six grand i have no it was my first time yeah. dipping my toe and this was really before we had the software to track it too oh no we had right? nothing no we had, we had zero this was no, way before we had that no, software, this was so no, this was this more is, no this was so archaic and yeah. like yeah. you know i think like people were just starting like i think a very big ad budget like mm-hmm. an seo ad budget at the time was like 1500 bucks yeah. and if you were spending that in, in ppc you yeah. were like you know you know there was they were at, they were companies were were saying you should spend five thousand a month in PPC and I'm just like in PPC is pay per click, um, and I was like there's just absolutely no way I'm going to do that. Yeah, I just it just doesn't make sense, and that's really part of why we're doing this whole podcast is because if you're going to grow, you've got to take chances. But if you're going to take chances, then you need to take smart chances, right? And you need to make educated chances. Right. And you need to make educated chances with educated people that you surround yourself right. with, right? And that's what we did. Um, and that took some, you know, we lost some money and we yeah. lost a lot of time, you know, jacking around with some companies that just wasted our time. But we did finally find the right fit. Yeah. And I would say right now, um, 
I'm in the best advertising shape of my life. I don't stress about, I used to stress about advertising all the time because our budget went from, you know, X to X and it was just, it was stressful, you know, because you're always trying to make sure that the metrics make it make sense. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now I don't worry about it. I don't even think about it at some, at most times anymore Um, because the team was built. And when I feel like you got the right team and people that are looking out for your company's best interest and your revenue numbers are growing, your profit numbers are growing, you have more employees, you're buying more buildings, things are happening in in the right direction, right? So we're doing the right things. But but we wanted to break this down into segments. And we said last time that we were going to do revenue streams. So I wanted to bring you in just to kind of dip our toe in the water about this whole marketing thing. Um, You know, just like to to close us out, give us... um, you know, give us some of your, give us some tips, give some of the smaller coin shop guys out there some tips and maybe, you know, locally, how can they find or pair up with a good firm or not a firm, but maybe a good person or a good husband and wife duo, or give us some, give some good thoughts out there. Give some good advice. Well, I, you know, I would call around to say, for instance, television, you could look at some TV spots and call them and find out who they're doing. Or if you see, if, you're looking at the their website. Call them, yeah. ask them, or uh, call who? Just to, for clarification, call call the the company that yeah. built the website. Okay, yeah. okay. Or no, call the 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 client that has the website. You yeah. know who built your website? What did oh, okay. you think about it? Okay, that, okay, that okay. type of thing. Is there anybody that you dealt with you didn't like? Most, you know, when you ask somebody, "I need your help," mm-hmm. most people want to help. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and it's not competition i would sure. do that and it's most of it's through i think the best our best clients come through word of mouth of course yeah and ours too yeah yeah and um so you're gonna and then if you get to the point here's this is real important when i teach people and you have to start to develop and it's called we call it our intuition you know if so if it how's it feel when you're talking to those people and you, you're very intuitive. If it doesn't feel good, move on. Yeah. How many yeah. meetings did you and I start yeah. with companies? And I look at you and I, and with the first yeah. two or three Boom. minutes, They're I'm out. like, you're out. But here's and, the thing, Kenny. Sorry. <laughs> one of the things that I teach too, everyone that comes into our life is there to teach us something. And then these problems are opportunities for growth. So if if we make a mistake and we did, we're not going to make that same mistake again. Yep. And uh, you... You have, I mean, the the plan we have in place now, I think, is is working incredibly well. And the thing you guys had with you, you know, Napoleon Hill talks about this and think and grow rich. Is there's, there's four aspects you guys had, and I, again, unconscious competence. You all, have, you both of you had a desire, a burning desire to succeed at doing this. The other thing, you're very, very knowledgeable. It's, it's one of the first things Desiree and I noticed was the knowledge that both of you had. And then you had the belief that you could do this, that you could succeed and go and really go to the next level. And then you acted on it and you were persistent. Those are just Napoleon Hill's four, four um, qualities and the other things of success. And the other thing that you, you guys did, you learned how to work with your employees. Yeah. One of the, one of the relation things that I have with all that I have a lot of new clients that are coming in, and most of them they have these relationship problems with their employees or their wife's their partner or whatever. And one of the easiest things to do, and I have them do this right away. Okay, write down the positive traits of that employee, what you like about them, or your partner, your wife. Write down those positive traits, and they because what happens is when you do that they seem to change and other people start to see those traits too. And then you start to look at that in a different way. It goes back to the, the 60,000 thoughts, or um, you may have a hundred good things going on in your life, in your business. But if you, one thing goes wrong, where do we put our focus and attention? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bad. <laughs> on, I, on that one. Yeah. yeah. I'm guilty of Let that. Me, yeah. that yeah, you I'm know, I, I, I want to, I want to read you something before we close, but, um, and I told you this I really early on that I really, really was amazed that Coach Bear Bryant was the winningest football coach in history, correct? Yes. But I, uh, and I 
I perceived him as this gruffy old, growling, mean old, grumpy old coach. Yeah. And when I started reading about him, one of the things he did, which I found very, very interesting, when they had film day after a game that weekend, he put his focus on the good plays of each of the players, not what they did wrong. This is Coach Bear Bryant. And then I gave this book to Matt, and I'm going to give one to you. Okay, cool. This is Coach Bear Bryant's quote. Let me read it to you. Find your own picture, your own self, and anything that goes bad. It's awfully easy to mouth off at your staff or chew out your players. But if it's bad and you're the head coach, you're responsible. If we have an intercepted pass, I threw it. If we get a punt blocked, I caused it. It's up to the head coach to assume his responsibility. And also, I think the most important thing that we can do is, uh, or the number one desire of everyone on this planet is to feel appreciated. Yeah. And I have a friend that he's a recruiter for CEOs. I mean, his fee is like $100,000, but he wrote uh, a blog on appreciation and CEOs and how important it was for them to appreciate their employees. And one of the things that they were doing is maybe writing them a handwritten note and just sticking it in their desk or whatever and say, thanks for everything you've done. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. That's some pretty good insight. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and again, Kenny and, and Matt, thank you for giving me and Desiree the opportunity to work with you guys. You're a lot of fun and it's been real fun watching you grow. Yeah. Well, we yeah. appreciate it. Thanks, thanks for your time and uh, thanks for the good words and the kind words. Yeah. And uh, always the inspiration, man. You've always been one. Okay, buddy. So we appreciate it. Yep. So, um, hey, guys, we're going to come back. Uh, we're going to talk about some Rolexes. We're going to get into that revenue stream. And we're going to talk about a $30,000 loss. So we'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. Rolex, 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 Rolex. Let's go, let's go. Hey, guys, welcome back. This is Kenny. And we spoke about revenue streams. And Rolexis has been not only the most lucrative, but also one of our favorite revenue streams that we've added over the past couple of years. Um, believe it or not, it was not my first choice. And a matter of fact, it was like pulling teeth to get me to get on board. Um, my brother Matthew, however, was the one that really got us jumpstarted into this space. So I want to kick it over to Matthew and kind of ask him a little bit, because I it's funny that we've never really talked about it formally, but what yeah. Why were you so persistent on on Rolexes in the first place? What I remember it was the Hulk. I yeah. remember the Hulk. You know, I remember yeah. like the Hulks being like seventy five hundred bucks at the mm -hmm. time. And you know what 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 happened? Tell me what happened. Yeah. So so we started with wearing Rolexes. Yeah. We wanted to wear Rolexes. We wanted to have you know a cool watch. Yeah. Daily wear. Um, that turned into a customer seeing th that watch. And saying, "Hey, can I buy that?" You were selling them off your wrist. Yeah, it was. that's what. That's how it started. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it started with just, "I want to buy that watch. Can yeah. I buy it?" Right. Sure, you can buy it. Or, can I get you another one? Yeah. And you're like, "I don't want to sell mine. Yeah. I can get you another one." Right. Let me get you another one. Yeah. I can source them pretty easy. Right. Let me get into doing that. Yeah. And that just opened up another door. Yeah. And I thought we can make a fair profit on that. Yeah. And and continue to do more business. So I think one of the main things we wanted, I wanted to do is wear cool watches, but also source them for customers and how we can, and how can we turn that into a profitable business for us? Yeah. Well, it, it kind of went back to what, whenever we were, I remember we were sitting down years ago with our, I think we had four employees at the time. We were like, how can we get these coin customers to be repeat customers? Because and normally, once you buy a coin deal, um, the coin deal's been in the attic or the shelf or the closet or under the bed or in the safety deposit box or wherever it's been. Once that deal has been sold to you, you you don't have any more business. You've done your job. You bought the coin deal. You're the numismatist, right? You're the guy in the city. You do your deal. That customer's gone. But when you add five, six, seven Rolexes in the store, well, then you know now that prompts the question: Hey, do you guys buy Rolexes? Yeah. Right? It's like, yeah, we buy Rolexes. Um, you've got one on your wrist, right? Your buddies start yeah. to see it. It's like, hey, can you find me or source me one of these, right? And eventually that grew, right? Into yeah. where, you know, I think one month last last year, we bought 100 Rolexes over the counter, right? Yeah. 
Um, but you really got us into it. You were the one that really, really did the homework and got us going. And I think it would be, maybe it'd be a cool way to show uh, some of the smaller guys or some of the guys that would maybe try to get into this space. Um, maybe some of the five most common watches that they'll see come through. Is that yeah. something that you have? You have? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. We'll yeah. get into that. Rolexes use reference numbers, right? Yep. So every Rolex has a reference number. Every Rolex has a serial number, right? Serial number gives you a date. Yeah. Right. So it's pretty easy. And there's a lot of resources out there that a lot of them on our website that we actually have that actually help you source and date what model and what year that Rolex is. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So what tools do you use to figure those things out? Yeah. So the first thing you do is um, on every Rolex, you're going to have a model numbered serial. Like you said, um, the older models, you're going to be able to find that inside the band um, printed on the case. Um, okay. So here, this is a 16233. This is a- That's old trusty I, right there. Yeah, this is your, your- That's your grandpa's watch. Your grandpa's watch. This is what you're going to see on the golf course um, <laughs> on Sundays. And, and you're going to find- that the model number is found on the 12 o'clock position. Okay. On the six o'clock position, you're gonna find the serial number. Okay. That's gonna date the watch, which is gonna be, you know, either on here it's gonna be a it's gonna be an, a letter. Um, newer models will start with numbers and letters, but for here it's gonna be a letter, and that's gonna date the watch. It's gonna tell you when it was. Or just a produced. serial number, right? I yeah. think up to a certain millionth, then they stopped, mm -hmm. and then they went to letters, and then they went yep. to scrambled. Correct. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, there's like four or five watches I think that we see like on a weekly basis, right? Yeah. So you've got your grandpa's watch. What you got else? grandpa's. Yeah. You got grandma's six nine one seven three. So this is the same, but for ladies. Right. It's the it's 26. the two tone twenty six millimeter. Yeah. Um, it's the same. Use the same tool to find the model serial number. Okay. What tool is that? Do you have that tool? I do. So. So you're going to use the Bergeon spring bar tool. Uh, really, you can use any brand spring bar tool. Okay. We just typically use that brand. Why don't you show uh, us what that is? Curious. So this right here, you can use to take off the band, and that's going to allow you to get. It's pretty fancy. It's a fancy little tool. And uh, you can find these on you know, like eBay or somewhere some watch supply depot somewhere yeah all right yeah you can okay. yeah you can find you can find find them on the internet very easy okay um you know they're all over any of the big okay yeah watch company yeah because uh, one of the biggest scares i think and one of when is people the reason that people don't get into the rolex deal is because of the counterfeits mm -hmm. right or they're scared of the counterfeits um when really um there are some counterfeits out there, but it's not really that common. You know, we've bought thousands of watches over the counter. And I mean, we've had a handful of counterfeits that we've, that we've caught. I mean, yeah. so, um, you know, having these tools are good. Um, the most important one I think is the one you're about to show us now, right. Is, you know, before we buy any watch, uh, yeah. yeah. What do you do? I mean, yeah. yeah. So, so we use, so before we buy any watch, uh, we have to open up the back, the, open up the case. Yeah. Um, and why do you do? Why do you do that? Yeah. So you need to check the movement. Um, you got to look for um, if you're buying a newer watch. Then what we'll get into in in a little bit, um, what to look for on that, and then on a on the older watches, what what movements should be with with what with what uh, modeled. Yeah. 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 So you have to match it up. So you have to see how on some of the vintage. It has to be exact, um, right? So, right, um, something that something you definitely have to look into. To as uh, far as like, so like, if the case, so like, certain case numbers should have a certain um, have a certain movement number that sure. that they were made with, right, for that time period. For the time period, and if yeah. not, and if they don't match, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's counterfeit. That it might be like a Frankenstein or put together, or maybe that's an aftermarket yeah. case. And but there's things like that. But Rolex is this Rolex is really good about putting their insignia on their products, right? Yeah. So that's you know one thing that you know you use a jeweler's loop, a 10, 10x loop, right? And mm -hmm. and 
first thing you do or first thing I do when I'm looking at a watch over the counter is I just loop, loop the heck out of it. Yeah. You know, to make sure I'm looking for all the correct markings and sure. looking for the original dial, making yeah. sure the crystal's not scratched, things like that. Right. Yeah. Anything um, that stands out as an inconsistent or something. Yeah. That Rolex, you know, Rolex is, is going to make sure that every piece is done perfectly. What a brand, right? Right. I mean, listen, yeah. Rolex yeah. is the absolute nuts when it comes to, to watches because every single thing is is exactly the same yeah they make very few imperfections mm -hmm. um it's they're so consistent and it's and it's one of the reasons why it, it is the most trusted and, and the biggest name worldwide in watches yeah. but it's also a reason why as a coin shop if you have the opportunity it's something that you have to consider adding because they're out there and we literally just watched the crazy bubble of the biggest watch bubble, I think, of all time, literally as it's bursting as we speak and watches are plummeting as we speak. Um, right now, people are selling watches left and right. Um, and, you know, some some people would say it's kind of like catching a falling knife. You know, no one knows really what to pay, but that kind of puts you in a position of power. And um, I think it's smart to learn some of these models because they'll go back to a trading range where you'll be able to trade these things for 10% or something. And you might, sure. you know, you can make yourself an extra, you know, you can make yourself an extra, you know, whatever it is a year yeah. um, by adding this. And, and, and Rolexes aren't really that tough to, to learn. No. I mean, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to learn how to buy and sell Rolex. It's just really, it's a comfort zone. Right. And the most important thing is, is that you've got to make sure that you're buying a correct model. You're yeah. not buying a counterfeit, right? Yeah. And that's something that we're gonna continue to to help um, our customers see, right? So keep 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 going, me. I'm interested with this. Yeah, one. yeah. So this is a one seven nine one seven four. This is your ladies stainless. So this is a newer style. It's a newer style band. Um, so it's not something you're necessarily gonna see it buckled. Yeah, go yeah. all the way through. Yeah, right. So, um, but a watch that you're that we buy frequently right so yeah yeah another one is the stainless stainless state just yeah um that's so, old, that's another old trusty those were given away as gifts you know a long time ago right yeah. from you know prominent oil companies sure. and car companies and things like that um and just other just just companies in general would give you know 10 15 20 year gifts to their employees yeah. and they would inscribe them in the back um, yeah. You see that with a lot of two two tone date just and a lot of those one six zero three zeros graduation and, gifts. And, oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so it's a one six two two zero. Yeah, um, and then we have a one four zero six zero no okay. date sub or you know date sub. Yeah. Um, so typically, you'll get the non ceramic, but we get obviously we get both. I so. like the non ceramics. I do too. I think some of the non ceramics are so sick. Yeah, and this one's actually pretty crisp. Do you like the dates? Lug, do you like dates or no dates better? I like no dates better. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Sportier. Yeah, right? and you, you you don't see as uh, I mean, I don't see as many of them. No, they're sportier. People wearing them. Yeah. yeah. So you know, people call that the the Texas Timex is what yeah. people call those yep. those Submariners. Um, so I got a I got a question. So what are you wearing right now? Yeah. So I'm wearing a black ceramic Daytona, but not just any black ceramic Daytona. <laughs> this black ceramic Daytona is actually a clone. It's a clone. How much did we pay for that clone? So we bought this clone for 30,000 bucks. <laughs> um, it was a tough lesson, but a good lesson for us to learn. And um, yeah, we've had that watch. Um, we've kept that watch back for some time now. Um, and basically showed every single one of our employees, friends, um, you know, people in the industry as these clones started to come out because the clones started to get really, 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 really good. Yeah. Um, and I'm happened. I happen to be wearing the, um, the genuine version of the one, one five, um, black Daytona, black ceramics, uh, Daytona that is not counterfeit nope. and when you really look at them and and we'll show you guys some up close photos of them um and we'll also show you um some of the differences but also show you um the common denominator and a lot of these clones and a lot of these clones have one common denominator that we'll show you 
Um, and that's going to be the, um, the, the crown screw. Yep. Um, anytime you see a threaded crown screw in a modern watch. Yeah. It's nine, bad. Yeah. Yeah. Just something that you, we're out of there. Yeah. It's the first, yeah. If you have to open it up. Yeah, you know, if we've gotten to the point where we no longer have to open, have open to them open up, them we up. know, right? But, but if you're going to get into this space, and remember, and and we've said this before, you can always call and use us for reference. If you want to shoot us a picture, shoot us an email, shoot me a text message, we're always available for that type of stuff. We've bought a lot of watches from, um, you know, from any of our roundtable friends, um, any guys on uh, our friends on um, C- uh, CCE yep. and, you know, other uh, uh, websites. So we're always open to giving advice. Um, you're never bugging us. It's never an issue. Um, if you have a question, you know, feel free to always reach out to myself or Matthew. Uh, again, like I can't uh, I can't express enough. We're always available to try to help our community make more money and expand revenue streams in these coin shops and to, you know, to be yeah. competitive, right? Yeah. Because if you're not going to be competitive, you might as well not even get in the space, right? If you're not going to really sit down and take the month or two to really learn the basics to get your feet wet, then then it's not for you. And if you're not going to put some stock in your store, I'm going to say it's going to be tough because people want to see it's a good conversation starter. Well, yeah, and right. they want to, to get into you Rolex believe it enough to have some in, in your store, right? Yeah. Yeah. We, we 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 bought a lot more watches when we had a hundred in the showcase versus when we had ten in the showcase. Ten in the showcase was kind of like, okay, you guys are starting to get into it. Mm-hmm. Then when you had a hundred, people start believing in you. You're like, okay, yeah. now these guys have invested, you know, a couple million bucks and mm-hmm. they must be serious about it. Now I feel like I can trust them because it's an investment, right? I mean, yeah. we've sold millions and millions and millions of dollars worth of watches the last two years. Yeah. And we really started with these five basic models and it really spurned from there, right? Because yeah. we got, it, we got passionate about it. And also the market was just absolutely nuts. You couldn't lose. And you know what? Find a good watchmaker. Oh my gosh. Find a good, good watchmaker. Point. Good point. Not just for an outside service, but for the inside service, so you can stand behind the product that you're selling. Yeah, we offer we offer a two year warranty on our on our watches. Uh, I mean, anything that happens to a watch that is not from dropping or you know yeah. anything which with Rolex it's not going to be issue. much. But yeah. yeah, with mechanical issues, we're we're going to take care of and we do it on spot. Yeah, um, and and that's why really Rolex is such a good brand to start with because they don't mess not, up. Yeah, you're not going to get a lot. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I think the more of the the issues that we've had on our service have been other Swiss watches. Yeah, but we're talking Rolex. So. Yeah, we're talking yeah. Rolexes. Yeah, yeah. we're not going to not... get into Swiss watches. I mean, w- listen, there are some other good brands that we do sell. Um, the reason that we stick with Rolex is because we we feel like we can give our customers somewhat of a buyback. Now, in this dropping market, this is not a time where we sell a watch with a buyback because yeah. we're not we're really recommending our big customers not to buy big expensive watches right now. Yeah. We yeah, feel not. they're trending down. I mean, everybody yeah. can see that. So, I mean, we're not like predicting the future. They're trending in the downward position and there's there's no there's no bottom in sight. Yeah. So, we keep trading, we keep buying and selling, we keep doing what we're doing. We have less inventory. But we feel like it's a good time that once this dust does settle and you're able to trade them again, mm-hmm. it is a great revenue stream. And oh, once, yeah. man, once you start putting the advertising out there and you start building some type of you know reputation, man, when the vintage game, when you start getting into some of these fun vintage watches, yeah. man, I tell you, it makes my heart. Yeah, we have skip a few right beats. now that are just oh, there's so much fun. Yeah. Oh, vintage yeah. Rolex to me is just. They're some of the most beautiful pieces of art you've ever seen. Yeah. Which can be for another podcast. Yeah, yeah. That's well, gonna be for <laughs> Yeah. Well that's more of like a You like start a, getting period uh correct and you know, dials and hands and yeah and bezels matching is gonna, hands, matching yeah. yeah, no yeah, it's 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 a whole nother ball game. But this I believe is a good start. You know, it's a good segue to get um and it's a good way to let people know that the door is open, that you're always welcome to reach out to us yeah. and ask us. I mean, we've, we we do it a lot. I mean, I probably field two or three watch questions a day, if not more. Yeah. And um, and we're happy to do it. Um, it's, um, it's something that we're passionate about. Um, 
it's my favorite revenue stream. Um, oh yeah. I, you know, I, I love the brand. Yeah. I love everything about it. Um, like I said, getting over that initial hump of, am I buying a counterfeit or not? Once you get over that hump, it, 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 it it's, it's all blue skies, right? Yeah. No, it is. And, um, once you, I mean, I, I think it's a good thing to have a clone, you know, ordering a clone off of, off of a website yeah. and, uh, and just to have as a reference, I mean, it's a good, I mean, they come out with better and better ones, yeah. but it's, uh, just something to look, you know, if you have a Daytona, like we do, uh, you have a clone you know, or super clone or whatever you're going to call it, Noob. Uh, something that you can compare it to. Yeah. Then you can really start to see differences because maybe you'll see something that other people won't right. really look at. But one thing is, yeah. it's kind of like, um, and we talked with Miles last week about coin grading and coin authentication. It's kind of like your gut. Like yeah. if, if at all a Rolex feels off, it's probably off. Yeah. If you have a feeling that, that something's not right or the, the situation's not right, or maybe mm-hmm. the customer, doesn't match the, the you know it, it doesn't feel right then it might not be right yeah right so um we're gonna put a list of tools and we're gonna you know make sure we draw that out so you know exactly what tools that we use in-house yep. to look and to verify um there's gonna be some reference that you're gonna share sure right yep and um again always available for phone calls um yeah no we're always available so that's uh even if if you think it's not worth the time, um, because it's a, a two thousand dollar Rolex or it's a it's just a base model. Yeah. Uh, you know, feel free to text us if you're questioning a band or maybe the crown doesn't match the the bezel or the you know. So yeah. it's which yeah. Which doesn't happen a lot, but you know, just getting your feet wet, you know, I think sticking to a few models, learning that those few models and you know, it's like going to a coin show. Yeah. You know, I was at a coin show, a small coin show not too long ago, and I just happened to walk by a guy's case and I bought three Rolexes. I made more money on the Rolexes than I did on any of the coins that I bought there. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's just knowing, you know, knowing the market and, you know, he had a really fresh old sub that, you know, was full box papers, hang tag, whole nine yards, yeah. was super crisp, you know, had the right, you know, had the right dial. And, you know, I mean, he asked good money for it, but I, I had a customer who, who wanted that watch and yeah. you know, we made a good profit on that watch. And, yeah. and it's, you know, again, it's just another revenue stream. It's another way to capture that customer. You work so hard to capture that customer to come to your coin shop, right? Yeah. You do, you conduct a transaction where they're happy with you and they're like, wow, you know, what a great guy. This, what a great company. As they're walking out, they see 20 Rolexes. Like, Hey, you guys buy and sell Rolexes. Let yeah. me refer you to my friends. All of a sudden, you're snowballing, right? And now you're building in, and you just keep adding, yeah. right? And I mean, that's how we've—that's how some of our biggest customers for watches. Yeah, we've done business honestly. It's the, when they didn't even know we were getting into that, yeah, um, revenue stream, they came in and bought some silver. And I didn't know y'all do Rolexes. Yeah, um, think you can find me a two-tone root beer, or you think you know I've been on a waiting list. For a while, I haven't been able to get one. You think you can find me uh, a Daytona or a, or a Hulk? Remember when and, we bought two Hulks, two white Daytonas, two yeah. black Daytonas? Oh, we thought two, we oh, listen. The champs. Oh, man. I went out and bought every watch <laughs> that you couldn't get, and I put them in the store, and I yep. ran this big media thing out there, and I said, yep. listen, if you can't find them in the Rolex store, you can find them in our store. Yep. And man, people were pissed. Oh, I loved yeah. it. Yeah, yes. you know, still can't buy a watch today. Yeah, I know those. Yeah, <laughs> no, we're banned from all, uh, <laughs> every authorized dealer. We're banned. We're Especially here, in here. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. I can't even walk into the Rolex store. They like <laughs> turn their head. <laughs> They're like, uh oh. <laughs> but it's funny because I really just want to buy some timepieces for myself because I do love the brand. Yeah. You know, but yeah, you want to buy them new and yeah, you know, give, my, there's something about you know passing it to to your kid or yeah. you know son or you know, get one for your wife and then she passes it to the daughter. Yeah. So I, um, yeah, it's something that we haven't, we can't do, but you know, we can do this. We, we really enjoy buying Rolexes. Well, right. And it's just, it's a fun, it's a fun, it's a fun revenue stream. It's, it is. You know, 
It is. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think you're kind of losing, you're kind of, you're, you're, you're missing an opportunity if you don't kind of step out there, you know, you have a resource, you know, we're going to give you uh, the tools that we use. Like I said, uh, we're going to give you some of the basic references and some of the basic things to look for. There's some websites that we're also going to put um, either on um, the pod, the podcast, uh, the coin shop podcast.com or maybe at the end of this episode, um, some reference websites that we use. Yeah. Um, as you get a little bit deeper into what you're buying, you know, some dials, uh, make it, make a difference. Some dials bring more money than others. Um, that's for another day though. Um, that's, yeah. you know, way down the line. Um, or, or if, if someone does buy a watch and they want liquidity, we, we haven't talked about that cause we're not going to push yeah. that on anyone. But if you do, are you, if you're looking for a price on a watch and you want to text it to us and yeah. we'll, we'll text you right back if you sell it. Great. If you don't, yeah, it's okay. Listen, yeah, we're never... glad to help. We're not going to talk about you. We're not going to get upset. Um, we we want to help out and try to do more business. So yeah. not going to hurt our feelings. If, I mean, if you don't sell it, then it's okay. We're going to move on to the next the next thing. We started this podcast to help, and uh, and yeah. and that was the that's the main basis, and we're going to stick to that. Sure. Um. So next week we're going to start talking about our next revenue stream. Um, yeah. uh, one of the most lucrative, um, scrap gold. Yes. Right. And some of the, um, some of the traps, some of the, you know, scrap gold is a really, 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 really lucrative, but it's really, really scary too. Um, because even if you have the right tools, sometimes you still, still get burned. Be, yeah. You know, you yeah. can still get burned and you can still lose a lot of money. Um, and if you've got three or four employees, um, we're going to give you guys some tips on how to kind of keep um, everybody on the same page. And we're going to show you how to get the most out of your scrap. Yeah. So make sure you stay tuned for that guys. We want to appreciate you with this, uh, sticking with us on this podcast. And um, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, please reach out. Thank you guys very much. Goodbye. You've been listening to the coin shop. Podcast with your host, Kenny and Matthew Duncan. For more information, please check out uscoinsandjewelry.com and please join us again soon for another edition of The Coin Shop Podcast.